All right, back once again for another one. It's the First Fridays podcast brought to you by thegodcollection.com. I'm your host, your girl, Ali Dunn, the goddess MC, And today I have a very special guest. It's the founder of Super Unit and the CEO of Savage Life Entertainment is Derek For Real. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. Now, I really appreciate, I really appreciate your conversation. You know, we met not too long ago and I just... I told you this before, like there was just a light in you and, you know, I just felt, I just felt the presence of the Lord, you know, um, and it just made me want to ask you questions about fruitful partnerships. You know, I was just recently reading scriptures about fruitful partnership and it just reminded me of being able to partner with individuals that can enable you to grow and just empower you to to live your best life and accomplish your dreams. So I wanted to ask you about fruitful partnerships because when I think of super unit it makes me think of a team and a group so I want to know how do you recruit new team members for a super unit I don't really recruit you know I just do what I do and uh you know the trouble trouble people come my way and I I keep an open door policy you know uh I'm not the judge you know they just gravitate towards me uh because of what I what I do you know, I love what I do. So, uh, you know, certain people refer. And uh, you know, that's just how it goes. You know, when, you, when you're real or when, when your product is good, you know, they're going to find you. That's true. I, I do agree with that. And that reminds me of something that you said before when we were talking. You said that you let God bring the partners to you. Right. Right. Exactly. So how do you know when someone is truly a good fit for the organization? You just trust that God ha- has brought the right people to you, or is it sometimes where you do have to kind of check people out, do some assessments just to make sure they really are a good fit for your organization? Yeah, definitely. You, you definitely have to have a process, uh, have you know applications, online applications. We handle interviews Monday through Friday, of course. I have a team that kind of helps me out with uh, deciphering who goes where. That's just the simplicity of it. So, yeah, uh, we do kind of funnel people and put them, uh, point them in the right direction. I kind of, I don't take people out of their element. If you work at Walmart and I meet you working at Walmart, then, you know, we're going we gonna to find something out to where Walmart can work for you until you can actually start making monies from uh, uh, in the music business industry you know a lot of people can't make money when they just first starting and they think that that's a part of being successful when they start making money but the success comes with those fruitful relationships that we that you were talking about you know uh, you know you might not get paid for the relationship now but in the future we can build a process that can work for the both of us Saying that to say, you know, there's departments inside of a label and, uh, you know, I just point them in the right direction to the right department. My business partners, I trust them in what they do. So uh, they're not going to let anybody around me that is a liability. And uh, if you are a liability, you won't be for long because, uh, you know, we, we want everybody to have his or her own business. That's what we stand for. You have to be able to stand on your own two feet. God gave you eyes, ears, 
you know, brain. He created us all equal. So it should be no excuses. You know, and that reminds me, like, one time where you said, like, you know, God gave everybody the plug. And it's so yeah. important to, to look at the signs um, when you're working with other people to know, you know, where they really fit. Right. There's only so many seats, you know, and we have to we have to go with the people who are serious about their craft first. So if you're not serious about your craft and you don't have any business to bring to the table, then, you know, we more so have to kind of watch you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's all about position. You know, God has given us all position in life. But when it comes to business, you have to fall in place with what, what's happening, you know, the process. You know, you can't just go to a football team and play without getting the paperwork right, getting your interviews and qualifying for the position. So uh, it kind of picks itself, you know. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, especially if everyone comes to the table knowing their value knowing their worth, and then they just play to their strengths, too. I think that's important. Right. You said it best. (laughs) Definitely have to know who you are and what you bring to the table. You know, it's just like a puzzle. You know, you you might not, you you need all the pieces, but you might not need that, that one piece until later on, you know. So does that mean, because when when you say that, like, it just makes me think of artists who might be ready to put out the project and it gets shelved and maybe it's just not their time yet. So, I mean, what do you say to those artists who are anxious? They're ready to go. I remember one time you were saying, like, even on tour, like, people are just ready to hop on stage. Like, they're just ready to go, but maybe it's just not their time just yet. Like, what do you say to those artists that that might need to wait a little bit and have some patience until it's their time? (laughs) Just what you just said. You have to have patience. You know, because it's, again, you know, it's the music. It's about the music, but, you know, uh, as an artist, an artist will have to know his team. And an artist will have to be able to put his team in position, uh, you know, uh, at least offer the opportunity to his team to uh, feel comfortable when going out, doing shows and things of that nature. Every position is important, from security to you know, your media, your cameraman, all of it's important. You can't make it just solely off music. You know, music is just the introduction to the business and the business partners and sponsors that you uh, have potential chance at, at working with. You know, it's people that want to spend money with these artists, but you're not patient enough to sit down to see how deals are constructed, then... You know, it's going to be hard for you. So, yeah, it's probably not your time right off the bat. You know, I've seen artists have hit songs and it don't take off until five years later, you know? Yeah. Uh, they had to have patience. They had to know how to network. You know, networking is a big, big part of the situation, you know? I mean, that's something that I hear a lot, networking. That's another key word that uh, a lot of professionals in the, in many industries say it's so important to network in order to get ahead. Right. You definitely have to build. You know, building a house, you can't do it by yourself. So you have to network with the right people that understand your blueprint, your timeline, you know, uh, artists that are coming in the game. You know, you have to put together a campaign. Again, it's not just the music. You have to go and actually shake shake hands and you know uh, meet people who who are not into music. You know, it's a lot of business owners out here that 
would love to work with these rappers, these artists, but they're stuck in this uh, this character that the character that that they bring on stage. You know, when you off the stage, use your government name. You know, maybe that'll help help decipher the um, from the artist and the business owner. Yeah. You know? And that helps to build a rapport as well so that people can get to know the real you. So I know that you already mentioned like a couple of individuals who are essentially a part of a record label, like having security, having media, having cameraman. So let me ask you, like, what are all the necessary departments of a record label? Say if somebody is just now building a record label and maybe it's just them by themselves and maybe they got a music engineer or something who's a part of the label, maybe some co-writers. What are the necessary departments of a record label and how do you keep everyone in sync? I have conference calls on a daily <laughs> with my different departments. So, you know, between, say, 9 a.m. and 11, I'm talking to my managers, my HRs, per city, per state, uh, my booking agents, you know, we we talking uh, between 9 and 11. And I have my youth department, which we have calls around 1 o'clock p.m. daily, Monday through Friday. And then we have our DJ department, music department, which, uh, your producers, your engineers, A&Rs, people of that nature. Uh, I have a call around 3, 3 o'clock, 3.30, and 4.20, uh, I have all my media calls, and uh, 4.20 is also my birthday. And uh, 6 o'clock, we have more so all of the above, so that covers from security all the way back up to uh, management. So media, management, music, as far as your DJ departments. I mean, that should cover all your bases. So it truly is a unit. It truly is a team. Like, it is going to be difficult to do things by yourself at first. What's the best method? Like, say I'm a brand new artist. I'm just recording in the studio. I'm normally by myself. Like, what do you say to someone who really needs to get out there and start networking? Like, where do they get that courage from? Uh, it's the difference between an artist and a rapper. You know, a, a rapper mm. doesn't quite have the courage. A rapper doesn't really have the courage, but an artist, an artist practice. You know, you, you practice daily. You know, Michael Jackson didn't just get on a stage and, hey, uh, you know, Let's let's do the thriller dance. He had to do. He had to. <laughs> he had to go through practice. Had to teach his team. You know uh, the basics. You know they had to be on time. You know so uh, getting the schedule, getting the team important. So the first step with an artist, I would say, once the music is in place, you should have more so a listening session, an in-house listening session with your immediate family, friends, people who look to support you. Some more private, of course. Your street team uh, leaders, you can build, You can maybe find a security guard in your family. You know, just identify the partners that are looking to travel with you, and that makes you an artist, you know, when you can go from city to city, state to state, and duplicate the, the business. So if you have a security, an in-house security, you have an in-house DJ, your DJ should be able to communicate with DJs in advance to put the rightful situations in place for you per city, per state. So, again, it's 
it's, it's, it's levels. Yes. Uh, rappers don't have a, a good, great following. They more so come to the table with the excuses because they're scared. You know, it's, it's, it's hard getting in that plane as a rapper and jumping, just jumping on the first jump when you get in the air, you know? These are really great tips. So you said it's so important for a new artist, a new rapper, to have a listening session. Like, that's one of the first steps when the music is done. So who are the yeah. essential key people who should be a part of that listening session? A&Rs, artists, anybody who's looking to be of some type of support to you. If you have access to entertainment lawyers, people will definitely be important to bring into the situation. And uh, the distribution companies that follow the different lawyers. It just depends on who your management is. Managers have to be on, on point because, again, it's not just about the artists. It's more so about the people that plan to work with the artists. That's definitely important. So let me ask you this. So earlier you said you might meet a, an artist at Walmart. That's their normal nine to five. That's where they work. But they're also a rapper to a singer. Now, when someone is working their regular nine to five, and I remember even before we were talking, you said there might be somebody who even hates their job. Mm-hmm. And they're just working. It's like another form of slavery where you're working for your job just to hold on to, to what you have, whether it's a partnership, like a, a spouse that you have, like you're just working just to make sure that you don't lose your family, you know. And then there are some artists who are just so anxious to make it. They don't want no plan B. They just only want to do music. They don't want to work a regular job. But it's necessary, right? Like, isn't it necessary to bring some money to the table in some kind of way to invest it in your career and to, to keep that nine to five? Money and structure is important. When you get a nine to five, you have to work for them. You you can't get on your phone between that nine and five to talk to anybody or get distracted away from what you're supposed to be doing. So same thing in the music industry. If you're planning on jumping here first of this, you gotta understand you need a schedule just like any other business so to control to understand your man hours that you're putting in. You know, as they say Walmart is not a a typical corner store. So, you know, when growing, when when franchising Walmart, you have to have, you got different departments, of course, and in these different departments, you have man hours. In those man hours, you know what to expect if the employee has been properly trained. So any artist looking to jump into this head first, you got to understand from jump that you need people. You know, you can't do anything by yourself besides go to the bathroom and, and you know, <laughs> take a shower or whatever, whatever, you know. But mm-hmm. in this business, you're going to need different partners, just like you need your right arm, your left arm, your left leg, your le- your right leg. You know, you need your, your left ear, your right ear. You need that, you know. I mean, that makes sense. In any successful organization, it is good to take a look around to see exactly what is working successfully and just mimic those same strategies in your own business. So I think that is a good key takeaway from anyone who is working that nine to five, but they're trying to get on. They're trying to blow up with their music career, but they're just not there yet. I think it is important to just take a look and see what's what's going well in the organization where they are so they can use that structure in order to apply it into their own business when they get to to that next level in their music exactly exactly what i'm saying uh 
finding a first string team is what your listening sessions are initially set up for. You know, people don't they don't know that, you know, but the game is to be sold, not told, you know. And 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 sometimes people have those listening sessions and still can't get it right. They think it's just okay, yeah, my music is bomb. How bomb is the people around you? Mm. Yeah, everybody has to have something to bring to the table. I mean, just like we said, those fruitful partnerships, you know. Right. And I remember before you were saying that everybody should have something to lose. Everybody. Everybody should have something to lose. And if they don't, they're going to help you lose it all. Wow. And that's big facts. (laughs) You are not lying. (laughs) They're going to help you lose it all. The ones that come to the table with nothing. You know, and then they still have this attitude. Oh, look, I I don't like him. I don't like her. Look, man, if enough artists, if you're an artist, if enough artists come together, you never have to worry about money. Again, unity, bringing your resources to the table. That means cities, states, connections. That means uh, if you got a microphone and he got a computer and uh, she got, uh, you know, pro tools, you know, we working, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's you know, one of the the benefits of working with a group because everybody can pull their resources together. Most of, most of. It's like pennies on a dollar, you know? And, and, and that's what I want my people to wake up initially and understand that. You know, I mean, you look at a quarter, you look at a penny, you look at a dime and all that type of stuff. You know, we, we are the color of the, the penny. If enough pennies come together then money is obsolete. It's nothing. If we come together to offer opportunity to the different people per city, per state, that we're touring, you know, and these artists now are touring just to pick up money. They're robbing the, they're, they're robbing the hood. They're not offering opportunity to the communities. You know, we don't have any mom and pop stores anymore. Rappers are just coming into the city. They're going to do shows at night they're not contributing to the youth you know all of that that you know is is false it's false prophecy wow. you know man it's not just on the artists it's on the promoters you know it's a, it's a team situation you know yeah. somebody will get it right one day you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know? i mean so there's definitely some benefits like working with a group like you said you know people can pull their their budget together People can share their resources that they have with one another. Now, but what are some of the challenges of working with groups? Because we've already heard stories about certain music groups that have broken up or they can't stick to studio sessions because, say, Wu-Tang, for example, maybe three of them are in for a new project, but four of them don't want to do it. You know, it's like, that's really tough to to organize with that many people in the group. So I can only imagine what some of the challenges are working with so many people, especially within a record label or an organization. So what are some of the challenges that you've seen that you've experienced working with a group? Definitely. um, Egos get involved. You have some of them that are jealous that you might be spending more time with this artist than them. But again, I put something in place. I, I created my booking agents so that they can help me with the different artists. So any artist that comes into my organization will have to have either a booking agent or a manager to even deal with me, you know, on that on that level, you know. 
Mm-hmm. In my book, and they just helped me as managers do to artists. I don't really have any problems anymore. But I mean, I'm I'm the type that if if if, it's, if I, you know, make a mistake, I'm gonna write it down and I'm gonna make sure that I don't make it again. You know. Yeah. So I've been in the business for like over 20 years. So I've seen, I heard every question that uh, a rapper can have, and I can, I, I've seen, and uh, I know what the typical artist would need per city, per state. So I took, I put it into a playbook. I have playbooks that I send out to the artists that I deal with. And, and sometimes just reading, you know, reading fine print, oh, yeah. you know, rappers, that's a big problem. You know, they mm. don't read, you know, uh, and they don't have budgets. If you, if you don't want to read, if you don't want to create a, a Facebook, an Instagram, a MySpace, you don't want to use your personal last name, then you are a liability. Wow. And I won't deal. You know, I, I look at their handwriting, something as simple as that on their applications, and I know that I don't want to deal with them, you know? Wow, well, I mean, that's that's real, and that's deep. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been in it that long to know, okay, this handwriting is terrible, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure his room is, uh, terrible, you know, and you can't perform in those type of environments. Okay, so that's a big tip for artists. Get your handwriting together. Most definitely. It's more so not your handwriting, it's just organizing yourself, you know? Uh, You can't perform in a junky office, you know? You feel better when you clean your office. You're right. You feel better when you clean your room. You feel better when you get a haircut. You know, it's just, uh, yeah, I agree. Com- common ethics. You yeah. Know? yeah, I agree. Totally. So we talked about some of the challenges and it's a good thing that you ha- you don't deal with too many challenges anymore, but I think a lot of it has to do with your, your character, your spirit, because I remember we were talking before and you were saying how important it is just to be good to people and to treat people like they're not beneath you. And to, to stop turning people yeah. down. You know, a lot of new artists are often doing that. They're saying, oh, they don't want help or, oh, I don't know you. or I don't. And then they turn people down oftentimes that could help them elevate to another level. And I think this is a good way that you're able to attract positive individuals who are able to keep the business running just by having that open heart for others to be a part of your crew. Definitely, definitely. Like I, I started this company back like 2000. You know, I had a, a promotional company before I started uh, the super unit agency. And I opened up, I still have my club back in my hometown. Mm-hmm. You know, people come through the doors and they come from their they nine to fives. They just want to unwind. They might have something on their mind. And a lot of people just bringing me a lot of their problems. And some of them, or most of them, I only needed somebody to talk to that was going to give them the right information, the right direction. Yeah. So saying all that to say, uh, it's, it's deeper than the music. It's, it's a ministry. This is, this, you know, it's, it's time for our people to fellowship the right way. It's not just about us. It's about the kids. It's about giving them some time, showing them how to create a business as young as, you know, grade school, like elementary, you know. It can help balance out a lot of broken homes, when the kid has his or her own business because the mom and the dad have to pay attention, you know? 
I really don't know what to categorize myself as when it you know when it comes to because I don't like to keep myself in this music world. But again, you know, it's a blessing. I've met a, a, I met many people through this music, and uh, I see a lot of people, a lot of other people doing music, but I don't know if they stand for the same thing that we stand for. You know, better in the community. I see it a lot. I see a, pe- a lot of people talk about it. I see a lot of people talk about unity, but, you know, who who is, is that what they really want? Is that what the, the preacher really want? Is that what the, the government really wants? You know? Yeah. I mean, I like what you say, like, how it's bigger than the music, you know, and you don't want necessarily want to put yourself in a box of music, you know, but that's your sphere of influence. I attended seminary school at one point. And we talked about how we can use our sphere of influence to advance the gospel and the music industry and entertainment. That's one of the spheres of influence. As long as God has placed us in that environment, this is where we can fellowship and this is where we can have a ministry within that within that environment. I mean, it's almost like a God appointed position that you're in to be able to do exactly that. And not only to inspire people like you who are in your age group, but also the kids as well. I mean, it's so important that the passion that you have for your kids. So I have a couple of questions about that because there are some artists and entertainers that are in the industry is very busy. And some say that, you know, it takes them away from the home. It takes them away from them kids. They they need to be about their business. They're trying to get money to basically provide, but they're missing time with their kids. So as a parent, how do you create that work-life balance? How do you show up for your kids? Huh, I mean, I'm not going to even sit here and make no lies up. You know, it's been hard. That's that's been one of the hardest things that I had to deal with. You know, my, I mean, my son just graduated like a week a week ago from high school. But uh, I know that was a very exciting moment for you to see. Yeah, no doubt is yeah, it's definitely it's definitely exciting. I'm still you know uh, geeked about it. That was a challenge, and and I got past it. You know, my my son's mother, she's a good good. You know, I love her to death. You know, we're not together. But again, it's, it's it's good that we are able to communicate and work for and with our son to make sure he's good. You know, it's, it's been hard, you know, because I'm coming out on the road and I'm dealing with like rappers and they buck wild. They they want <laughs> they want a lady out there every show. They want to drink all day. They want to smoke. They want to pop pills. They want to do all kind of other stuff. And I can't have my son in that environment. So, you know, throughout the years, that's probably one of my biggest challenges to create an environment, a healthy environment for my son to fall into. You know, not not saying I'm, I'm not pushing him into the music world, but he's going to naturally fall into it anyway. I booked a show out last year next week to actually go out and find him and get him his apartment, get him settled in, you know, in, in school and college. And uh, of course, I have partners in that area that are going to help me with that situation as well, you know? Yeah. And I remember uh, you were saying, like, having good intentions for your family is so important and to be able to set the youth up to where they can have their own business 
I like how you're not leaving him to figure it out on his own. You know, it's some controversy because there are some that believe they don't want to spoil their kid too much. They want their kid to know how to grind, to have that grit, to build themselves up from the bottom. And then there's others that believe, well, hey, if I can set my kid up on a pedestal and help them out, they won't have to struggle as much. Like, why would I want to watch my kids struggle if I can help to lift them up and they could take off from there? Right. That's me all day. If my kid don't want to work a nine to five, I'm not going to push him to work a nine to five, but I will ask him on a daily, what do you want to do? What do you like to do? You know, uh, and, and I'll try to form something around what he loves to do. But something as simple as chores around the house can help him in later life, you know. So, I mean, I don't push him into nothing right now, but he he, he does have his own company called YSE, Young Self-Employed. And he's teaching others to, you know, form, start their own business as well. So, he's an initial part of my my madness, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I didn't bank all of my, you know, on, on these rappers and artists. You know, he's my artist, you know. He's my biggest project, you know. <laughs> yes, I think a lot of artists that have kids should help them start a business. Yeah, they definitely need to, you know, uh, spend some time with, you know, college students, or high school students, middle school students, you know. Teachers are important in an artist's life. I mean, everybody is important in an artist's life, you know. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are some of those teachers that make, like, such a huge impact on your life, even, like, way later down the line. Yeah. It's important to, to give them their flowers when when you can give it to them. Definitely. If, if you're an artist and you have teachers, you know, it, it's, and they're still alive, and you making a gang of monies, I mean, they would be the, the best people to put in position to uh, help run your situations, you know? Well, wow, that's a really good idea. So I know Savage Life Entertainment has a tour going on right now. So one of the artists, a part of the tour, is Webby. So we're going to take a quick break and get into a song. So here it is from the Savage Life 6 album is Webby with Last One Standing. Keep it locked right here. It's the First Fridays podcast at thegodcollection.com. It's too early to stop. It's too late to quit. I'm Jesus' dog, yeah, he walked me. I pray for less oppression, tell the devil, get up off me. A shot from out the mud, surrounded by these dolphins at the top of Lawrence Hill. Ghost is trying to kill me softly. People take advantage, got demons in your family. I'm walking up their line, still trying to keep my balance. Haters on my shit, might not can make a list. Stand on my shit, I just forgive but don't forget. Now watch us looking at you. Critics trying to bash you, ain't no standing down, still standing like a statue. And look, you can tell when they be crooks from they looks. Don't give a f- cause it's up and it's stuck. Yeah. Look, man, f- your man, no, f- your family. On the time, gon' tell us who gon' be the last one standing. It's already wrote out, it's already planned. Now we gon' see who be the last one standing. Pocket stuffed up, puffed up while I'm landing. A bad Bet I be the last one standing. D probably catch me on my knees, pass a savage. But I bet I be the f-ing last one standing. Life isn't fair, so you bet be prepared. You can't bumble, it's a jungle. Lion, tigers, and bears. Get out the way, they acting gay, so watch it. 
them and pass. Can't pay these haters no attention. Gotta duck them and laugh. Trying to reach to the top. So many people in God. Just steady reaching for your ankles. Steady hoping you drop. I'm in this world and got so crazy. I don't know what to shop. What you rock that determines if you real or you not. You don't know what I done been through. But I know for sure you don't want to be one of the I done tend to. First class flights. 20 G's a night. I don't even need them. On the time, gon' tell us who gon' be the last one standing. It's already wrote out, it's already planned. Now we gon' see who be the last one standing. Pocket stuffed up, puffed up while I'm landing. Alright, that was Webby with Last One Standing off the Savage Life 6 album. So we're here right now with Derek For Real, CEO of Savage Life Entertainment. Now I remember earlier you mentioned you have a youth division as a part of the label. So, what impact? can it make to work with kids to work with the youth and have them integrated as part of a record label you're talking long-term money you're talking generational wealth you're talking financial freedom people are the blessings and if you can not say hire or inspire everybody who uh, is inspired by you to create a company five, ten years from the day you create that company. You don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about money. Where your next dollar coming from? And check to check. You know that's that's crazy. That's slavery. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's a godly principle to want to have something that you can pass down to your kids, especially as a father. But that's how to establish a legacy. I mean, that's exactly what that means to be able to have something that even after you're gone, you're, yeah, it lives on. Your business lives on. So I want to get back to having a group, working with a unit. You booked a show, a date out in Lafayette. I know you're on tour right now. Now, so what are some of the tips in order to organize a successful tour what like from top to bottom goes into scheduling tour dates and putting on a successful show in each city well of course you know your resources that you bring to the table with your team you know again i have at least seven partners that i get on the line with to uh, structure tours money budget of course knowing what to spend your budget on the team of course to divide the uh the plan between. I mean, everything else falls in place when you have a good artist. When you have a good hairliner, you know, when putting together that main flyer that, uh, you know, all the tour dates are on, again, you know, one person is going to pass the good word to the next person and the next person and the next person, so on and so forth. So the first show, first show goes great, then the rest of the show will go be amazing. You know, it only gets better. You got a team, for the most part, to, to help you in each department. Yeah, I think, you know, that's just the most important part to me, just making sure that, you know, security, DJs are in place, um, the music, sound, sound checks are important for a show. That way you can get the music in advance before the night of the show. You know, a lot of DJs hate getting new music and just putting it into rotation. Meet and greets are important. That way you can meet the, you know, artist management, you know, in advance. Kind of see who's coming with the artist later on that night. 
know, needs to be on VIP list, no who's not on the VIP list. Ticket sales, physical sales, promotion is important. So, again, you know, mostly it's having a budget per artist, small budget, you know, something to do. You know, you can't just go on tour and not have a budget. And, uh, of course, beating the deadlines that might be put in place for, uh, per tour. That makes sense. In analytics, too, there are some music industry professionals. They talk about how important it is to take a look at your stats, take a look at where your music is doing well, what cities and even what countries have the most listenership for your music. And that can help you select which cities that you should even go to. Right. Well, I, and, I, and I use uh, I use analytics and I also utilize the artists that are looking to um you know, I work with the label. I uh, I more so see exactly where they are based. You know, if you can't handle your home city, then you know we don't need to we don't need to be working together, and you definitely don't need to be leaving the city. You know, uh, well at least not with, with me and my company. You know, so uh, we ask that each artist have at least one home hometown club. And on these mixtapes, you get a variety of artists. So you're going to get a variety of cities and states that are included, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also handled target marketing. You know, you point the city out, you point the state out, and I initially have somebody there that, you know, can put your music in rotation, that type of stuff, you know. Now let's talk about touring contracts, too. Like, how specific does a touring contract need to be? Well, I mean, you, you know, your contract, you want it to cover all the clauses that, that uh, you bring to the table. Again, like your your DJs, your artists, your security, you want all of them to be contracted, of course. That way they can, you know, feel confident about speaking on behalf of the label. So I'm just saying, let's just say I'm a security guard and you're the artist and you know that contract comes back saying that you're booked for an event don't wait until the day of the event say hey how you doing i'm security such and such and you know i I, you know i'll be in today you know you make the call on the first day of the deposit or the contract being signed and say hey how you doing i'm such and such i'm the security department for da 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 and i would love to meet your security guard uh, guards in advance can you point me in the right direction and of course they're going to say yes because you're contracted with them and they're going to give you the the names of the security guards and you contact the security guards to gain a better relationship with them before the actual event and they might be uh, connected to people who again have money, sitting at home bored they want to flip their money but they don't know who to trust, you know, and, and, you know, just the security department can help you. You know, I can book successful shows with just security guards. Every department should be making money. Every department should be making money, especially if there's a front end balance that's put in place, what they do with the monies that matters, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Even the green room, like what you want in your dressing room, you know, those right, things right. show up in contracts as well. When people right. have the, the green right. M&Ms and the Fiji right. water, you know, right. all of that shows up too. Your, 
your rider is definitely important. And your rider comes after your contract, of course. So a lot of artists, a lot of rappers don't even get to that point because they don't have a rider. You know, they don't have a contract. A contract comes into place with the label, and then the label provides a rider in the contracts per show. You know, and, and that checks the promoter to see if the promoter is reading and things of that nature, depending on what you put into to that contract, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and I've even talked to promoters, too, and they basically tell you, like, hey, you know, closed mouths don't get fed. You know, ask for what you want. And then they can deliver on those things. You know, there are some individuals that might show up, like, say they're doing a walkthrough at a club or something. They might be bringing their own bottles, not knowing that the promoter would have got that stuff for them. Right, right. You know, and, and that's what you put in your, you know, like, you know, my bottle. When I sign an artist, you know, uh, the rider includes my, um, my, you know, vodkas, uh, my, my own waters. You know, they, so they have to buy from us. They have to pay us to bring our product again anyway. So the artist that might not been getting paid, the rapper that might not been getting paid for shows, he automatically gets paid for shows from the first booking, even if it's $250 at the least, you know. Now, uh, if invested correctly, you know, they get 12 bottles for $200. Now, you're selling these bottles for around 500 You know, uh, that's another income when it comes to the liquor business. You know, 50 Cent is doing amazing with liquor situation people don't even understand what dude is doing he's he's creating ambassadors every city and every state he's going to pay ambassadors he's creating ambassadors so you know his analytics you look at his analytics he's going oh well you know i, I sold 200 200 cases of bronze bronze with here i sold you know another 200 cases of my champagne i mean i have at least uh, 200 people in that market that are going to be saying, hey, 50 Cent coming in concert 30 days later or 60 days later or 90 days later, you know. So uh, I think he's probably the best to do it right now. Those are really big business moves. You know, I remember like years ago, people would say, oh, you, you know, you're selling out if you're partnering with a brand now or if you're selling this liquor now or representing this company. But I mean, based on the research, you know, as you know, I'm a psychologist and I've done research on how an artist can become successful in the industry. And it is so important to create favorable deals for yourself as an artist. And like you said, it's, it's more than just the music. It's beyond the music. You know, creating these deals also means getting involved in other endeavors like representing a liquor brand, a clothing brand, a franchise like McDonald's, like what Travis Scott was doing, uh, even with Rihanna. I mean, people are so upset that Rihanna hasn't dropped a new album in so long, but she's yeah, doing she so well. She's, right. she's selling draws. She's selling draws every day. <laughs> <laughs> selling draws. She's selling draws. She's killing the game, making so much more money, so much faster than in music. Right which is interesting to see the makeup line as well. So that's so important to be able to create these favorable deals for themselves, no, no matter what they are. Uh, but as long as they, they go hand in hand with what your values, you know, as long as it's not totally beyond you, it's nothing that you would normally do. It's just not like you. Then I think it is good to have some discernment as well to pick no, and choose definitely. those partnerships. 
that's what most of the, the, the rappers are missing out on. Again, the music introduces you to people that you can uh, possibly score deals with, I mean, make money with, you know what I mean? Something as simple as a cigarette lighter, you know, Three ninety nine. You sell it for three ninety nine, including your ticket price, things of that nature. You go on the the, the club and you see everybody holding up cigarette lighters, lighting up the you know the, the night. You know, you know that's another form of income. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these people depend on promoters to pay them when they can book themselves. You know, the baby. You know, book yourself. Fifty cent. He's booking himself. Yeah, promoters are booking, but he's booking himself. He helped his value go all the way up. He knows his worth. His people come in and they handle the business. You know, I mean that's where I'm at with it right now. You know, you know, I'm CEO of a record label. I understand product placement. So I'm just looking to sign as many deals as I can with different product owners. You know, nothing exclusive to where I can't work with. Um, another liquor company. If I'm if I'm working with a liquor company, but again, I, you know, I bring value to whatever I do. You know, if it's a jury company, no, I don't. I'm not about to pay y'all hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars for no jury. I'm not about to pay you ten, twenty, thirty k for a jury. You know, I'm gonna score a deal with them. Me and my management team gonna sit down behind the thing. Okay, this is my artist. This is what my artist is capable of doing. This is the paperwork, you know, and now I have a jury company. I don't necessarily have to own the jury company, but I'm working with the jury company to make more sales. You say, I'm LeBron James, and I know I'm not about to spend, you know, money with you when I can post you off of my Instagram page and, you know, people are going to come in to buy with you. You know, so why not make LeBron Jury Store? You know, and people come in to the jury store thinking that it's LeBron's jury store, and they're gonna they gonna they gonna buy with them. <laughs> Well, I think it's so important just to have that discernment, you know, what's going to be the most favorable deal, who to partner with, especially when you're negotiating uh, good deals for yourself and, and partnering with other brands. And I think that discernment is also important when it comes to relationships in the industry, even romantic relationships. So we started out talking about fruitful relationships, fruitful partnerships. And in the industry, I think it's also really challenging for people to be able to have genuine and even romantic relationships in the industry. They're not knowing who's real, who's really genuine. So how do you find a genuine relationship when you're in the industry? You got to be genuine with yourself. Mm. You got to be good. You got to know what you're doing. You got to know when a wolf approaches you. You got to know when a sheep approaches you, a lion you know, you got to know how, how they think. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, for me, it's real. I mean, just like Jay-Z said, show them how to move in a room full of vultures. <laughs> you got to be able to recognize exactly. them. But then also, like, there's a lot of fake yeah. love out there, like you said. Well, you know, fake love is really real love. What? You know, how, how you use it is everything. Okay, you know, 50 Cent said in the song, I need you to hate. I need you to hate. I don't know if you remember that song. But 
you know, uh, go look it up when we get offline. I need you to hate because, you know, people like that, you know, we we don't have a pony. You know, our, we are our biggest competition. And on that note, we, we get tired of playing with ourselves. You know, and sometimes the bad guys or want to be bad guys or hate haters come around and they want to pick some type of argument. It's, it's fun to, you know, it's entertaining. You know what I'm saying? Depending on who that person is, you know. And 50 Cent does well with doing that. He'll he entertain some people. He'll post Ja Rule from his page. Oh, fuck you, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> every now and then, you know. Everybody got this good side and the bad side for them, you know? Yeah. Everybody got this side in their head when somebody approaches you. Like, you know, uh, hey, you, you know, you know, in your mind, you're like, you know, boom, I reach your head, type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, your your godly side says, you know what? It's chill. Please be still. Humble. You're better than that. Don't do it. You know, you got too much to live for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got too many people that depend on you. So, uh, again, you know, knowing how to control your anger, knowing how to control the situation around you without controlling them, knowing how to not be in places that you don't need to be in, you know, uh, uh, you know, not talking in certain places. You know, you don't have to talk when you, you know, you, you are as good as you say you are. That's true. Have that, that discernment and also being true to yourself, being good yourself, so that you can have those yeah. genuine partnerships drawn to you. Definitely got to be true to yourself. That's the answer to the question, but that the question that you asked, but, you know, uh, everybody can't do that, you know? Wow. Everybody... No, not, you know, if everybody could do it, you know. It would be easier, <laughs> basically. Yeah, everybody would be smooth rolling, you know, no hate in the world, you know, for every action as a reaction. Yeah. And sometimes your actions, if you're not level-headed, can cause you everything. So, yeah, that's true. Um, you know, I don't really think on hard as me and the artist. I know myself now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I've gotten the biggest gift that I can ever get from that I'm thankful of. You know, I, I, you know, I tell artists a lot, the ones that come around and try to use you for who you are and then style, leave, and say you out loud, you know what I'm saying? Whoa. You know, I try to tell them, look, I don't, I don't have to be around you. I don't, I didn't have to allow myself to stand next to you, you know, you know, so take advantage of it in the right way, you know, utilize it, don't use me, utilize it, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, that's good, that's good right there. And relationship too. Oh yeah. Relationship wise. Utilize, yeah, you know, I mean, it's you, good to be with girl, someone who's useful. Girl, yeah, don't use me, utilize. Yeah. If you my girl, we in the business together, then, okay, I know what position I play, you know what position Let's build. If we're not building, you're taking away from my tape. And that's a liability. Yeah, I mean, every relationship, you, you, before you get married, you fill out this paperwork, right? Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, <laughs> same thing in business. <laughs> before yeah. you go on business, you figure out what you do. Put it on the paper, you know, the plan, the plan. If the plan and the process is good, then the, the progress and, 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 and the, the pay the payola going to be. Immaculate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
that's probably one of the biggest challenges as well. Being young, I don't want to say black because I know it can happen. It happens to everybody. When you become successful, a lot of people look at women. They look at men like food and <laughs> vice versa. Men, they look at women like food. They, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> And and they don't never get to the process. Okay, how did we create this food? What's the recipe to the sauce? Okay, okay, let's sign off on it to make sure that nobody else can, you know, check our recipe out until they fill out this paperwork and and, and, and take the headshot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Cheating can can occur, you know, away from sexual We were talking before that you have to find a partner who truly believes in you and what you're doing. Right. You know, that, that love you for you. If the music or the, the, the money didn't exist, the purpose, what's the purpose? You know, why are we, or why, why has God put us together? We have to bless other people in a timely fashion. Are you going to take this away from us because it ain't real? Wow. And, you know, in blessing other people, I mean, that also reminds me of my last question I have for you is about second chances. So what do you think about forgiveness? What do you think about second chances, whether it's for relationships or for artists or for team members in the label? Yeah, well, I mean, I give I give chances all the time. Again, I'm not the judge. No, I can't judge nobody. You know, but again, when God tell me to close my door. I'm closed. You know, <laughs> simple as that. Yeah. And it's simple as that. You go find somebody else to to play with and you know, again, you know, you you can keep practicing the wrong situations around the wrong people and things will happen to you that that you will regret, you know. I don't wanna be a part of nobody's uh, you know, sad story. I'm putting nobody in this life. And they uh they get shot, killed because they practice in bad business, you know, and they think it's right. I don't have time to take chances. I'm wrong. <laughs> I know I know how to drive. I know how to walk. I know how to talk. You know, again, I don't need nobody, you know, coming into my life telling me that I'm doing something wrong when all my life is been, been, been right. Right. You know, like, 
Yeah. You know, when, when somebody comes into your life that you've been, you, I, I, I'm making money like I want to, you know, uh, and they come into your life and all of a sudden the money that you're making is starting. It's not, you're not making it like you, you used to. You know, and then it's more it's arguments and things of that nature. You know, I, I don't have time for that because I didn't have to do that from the jump, you know? Yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, because that's how you can definitely tell when that relationship is no longer fruitful. It's no longer benefiting you as an asset. Is now, in fact, is a liability, and that's when God tells you to close that door. Yeah, I gotta close it. You know, so I keep on open door plan with my website, and I see who's coming in, and I see who's signing up. Um, you know, I see what they need, and uh, again, I, I give them options to you know, jump in under with my master, but of course that costs because I got I got other clients, you know? Yeah. Well, Derek, for real, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Super Unit, CEO of Savage Life Entertainment. Let us know, how can we find you? How can we be a part of your team for those who are interested? Well, you know, I'll, I've been having my phone number since high school. You can always call me. That's my direct number, but make sure you text me in advance if it's about the business. So one more time. Say the phone number and the website one more time. Uh, phone number is 